Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello everyone, welcome to Cornerstone Conversations. Hosting today, Neil Wright, as mostly usual. And with me, I have Mr. Matthew Koenig, birthday boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So happy birthday, Matt. Thank Um, you. If anyone wants to record themselves singing happy birthday to Matt and send it in, you can do that. Or be create a birthday collage. A birthday collage. Put all the voices together like a heavenly choir. Yeah, that'd be... Oh, I can just picture it now. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> what a gift. So, how are you feeling, Matt? Are you oh, great. Excited? You know, happy? Happy, excited. Not a not a day older than yesterday. <laughs> yes, you actually are. You're a year older than yesterday, even though it was only a day ago. Oh. It's pretty weird, right? Yeah, crazy. Now, um... On the weekend, yes, I actually that was the day before, before <laughs> the day before yesterday, yeah, the day right. before that, and the day before that, wasn't it? Sammy, like yeah, that's good enough. On the I weekend, actually can't be bothered Sunday. Out. on Sunday, on Sunday, yes, past, past Sunday, we had church and we looked at Psalm thirty-seven because I yep. made us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And I read through the whole psalm. It's reasonably long. Yep. Um, but it had just really struck me over the past few weeks, this psalm. Um, mm. And I've been spending a bit of time looking at it, thinking about it, reading it. And, yeah, just looking around at what is happening in Australia particularly and probably actually the world where people are feeling the pinch of finance and interest rate rises and just how there's a lot of fear about, again... Like just after the fear of the pandemic, now we've got fear of this um, recession or whatever it might be. But it's a genuine thing, you know, that, you know, there's pressure coming not just on on households but churches, businesses, um, governments even. Uh, And trying to think about us as Christians, how do we actually cope with that in a way that's honouring to God but also gives us the peace that we need? Mm. And this psalm... Uh, I won't read through it all, but really it's, you know, it's almost like looking out and seeing all the wicked people, what we'd say maybe, you know, aren't, they seem to be doing well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you could even look out and and you go, wow, how come all these people that seem to be dishonest, not honouring God, whatever it is, they seem to have everything like casinos and gambling Mm. and crime even. There's a lot of people that, that seem to be, you know, doing well, and you're like, well, what about us as Christians? You know, we've got to live a disciplined lifestyle. We've got to, you know, love and, you know, do the right thing. Um, how do we actually live that way and also believe and trust that God will prosper us because of that? Mm. Um, and just really how, you know, that that for us, we have to remember that God takes care of us. We will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. Um, and part of this psalm, which I didn't concentrate on, was um, this: the wicked borrower never repay, but the godly are generous givers. That there, there's this difference in our hearts of how we are, mm. and also knowing that whatever we have is always enough. Um, so let me see if I had that verse in there. In the end, yes, you did. I did. Yes. What so verse? The, it's uh, verse twenty-one. So it's in. Um... I yeah, think, I did. Yeah. 
Yep. But also, you know, they will never be disgraced in hard times, even in famine. They will have more mm. than enough. Yep. It's just, it, it's something that we need to remember is that despite what we see, if we're really trusting in God, even in famine, we're going to actually have more than enough. Um, yeah. And this requires us to really believe in God, right? Because we can yeah, believe in sure. the world system, whatever's being talked about, and just panic. Um, but there's a time when we have to go, okay, in hard times, it's almost like we are forced to seek God. Have you ever found that in your life? Yeah. You, know, you sort of Yeah, go, I mean, absolutely. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's usually the the default as as followers of Christ. When when things get really hard, that's they're the moments that we that we turn to God more often than not when we should be, you know, focusing on Him all the time, even in even in times of abundance and and when things are easy or mm. going well. And you know, but you're absolutely right when things when it, when it comes down to it and things get really hard and the pressure's on and all that. That's you know that's that's those moments when we turn to God and yeah, you know. And he always, he always, he's faithful, and he always provides exactly what's needed. Um, you know, the 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 ability and the strength to to get up and keep moving on, or you know, just even the the sustaining energy to be able to endure mm. and and all of that. And I guess this is, you know, I just really appreciated this message on on Sunday. Just that reminder to to just continue to trust in God regardless of circumstances, whether that's that's good or or bad and and to delight in him and his and his promises and and remember the things that that he's done in the mm. past um and will continue to to do and be faithful because he's the same god you know yesterday today tomorrow the yep. next day forever um you know and to i guess that you know that that whole thing of looking at looking at those that we would consider to be wicked and and you know preying on on the the week and all of that kind of stuff and benefiting from that and you know yep. i guess that's it's hard to to not be like getting almost jealous of of that and and saying you know why isn't why is you know why are they succeeding and and all of that but at the end of the day the the reality is that that they are like the flowers and they'll just yep. they'll just disappear into dust and yep you know you can see that time and time again with different mm different organizations and stuff that have the wrong wrong motives and you know they do well for a while and then gone they're gone yeah Yeah. that's right and you know we we can we can actually i don't think we should be feel guilty about when things are tough that we go and seek god and feel guilty oh well it was good times and i didn't seek him i think we should be aware of it yeah but the whole point is that God wants to be our help in time of yeah, trouble. Yeah. So he understands that, you know, there's times where actually there is trouble. Yeah. But he delivers us from all of it. Yeah. And I think that's the point, you know, because I, I do know some people that almost feel guilty about asking God for anything or seeking God when they're in need because they feel like, oh, I didn't do it when it was good, so now I can't do it. mm which is ridiculous, you know, because it, yeah. it's exactly the right time when we need grace to go and seek God mm. um, in our time of need. Yep. You know, and even the, the Lord's Prayer, you know, you know, give us today our daily bread. And there's that whole thing of where we are requesting of God what we need for today. And it's actually a really good thing. Um, and, you know, but remembering again that Lord's Prayer, it's like it starts with God. And yes. this is what I wanted to look at on Sunday. 
you know, our Father who's in heaven, hallowed yes. be your name, your kingdom, yep. your will. Yeah. Once we've established that, then, okay, now open yourself up for those other prayers. Mm. And I think, too, sometimes in having more than enough, um, there, there's two things in that. One is that at times God gives us more than enough, as in we've got so much surplus that it's awesome. Yeah. But that, those who are fully committed and submitted to God, even when they've got little, yeah. they've got more than enough. Yeah. Because there's somehow this contentedness in your life that whatever I have is enough. Um, and that's a good thing to do. All right, so yes. Psalm 37, 3 to 5, this is where I sort of parked most of the time on Sunday. Mm. And three things, well, sort of four that we needed to do. And it really is about doing the Word of God. Um, yeah. So when I say, Matt, you need to obey the Word of God, what would normally spring to your mind that might be? Well, it's it's... I guess be, being in the Word and, and keeping your eye on on Him, you know, and trust, trusting the things, the promises, and and all of the things that He says, both about us and, and about Himself, you know, and that and the first the first part of that that passage in in Psalm thirty seven three to five talks about trusting in the Lord, and and out of that, doing good good yep. that's in His sight, um, you know, and so that's. You know, I think that that whole thing of of just having trust and faith in God in in everything that we do is so key to to being locked into to that walk and, yeah. and to being in that space of you know whether you know like Paul says it in in one of his letters you know whether I've got lots or whether I've got little I've, I've you know I find satisfaction through God and and yeah. and I, I always have enough you know and it's it's just in in a worldly sense it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but when you experience that, um, when you're in relationship with God, it is it is so true that that God is enough. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And Paul, when he wrote that, he said, you know, I have learnt to be content. That's another thing, yeah. you know, that, yeah. you know, p- people are wondering, oh, I'm not content. But it was actually a learning thing as well. Yeah. You know, so again, stop beating yourself up. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm going to learn to be content in that, you know. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, follow after God. Mm. So the other thing I was thinking about in regard to that is obedience. Often we think it's about, you know, the the big things, you know, I can't lie, I can't steal, I can't, mm. you know, so I'm going to obey that. But um, just like the rich young ruler when he came to Jesus, he said, well, what's in your heart? You know, what what is it that you're not trusting me in? And the rich young ruler was putting his trust in money at that time and that's why Jesus challenged him in that area. And... Um, but we, we don't often think obedience is actually doing what we're about to read. Um, Psalm 37, 3 to 5, Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you'll live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he yep. will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he yep. will help you. Yep. So here the obedience is not so much you know doing the right thing, obedience. It's saying this is what you need to do. Yeah. Be obedient to it. Obey the word. If you actually really want God to come through in your life, mm. there's some things you need to do um, to let him help you. The first one, as we talked about already, trust in the Lord. Yep. Don't put your trust in anything else. No, that's right. Um, because circumstances will change all the time. But God, as you said already, he doesn't change ever. Yeah. Um, but in that, you're doing good. So it's like there's times in your life when... 
if you're not trusting in the Lord, you actually stop living for Him. I reckon. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because you're not put you're not putting your trust in Him, so you're relying on yourself, which requires you to do certain things in order to to survive, to keep going. You know. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, putting putting our trust in God and allowing Him to. You know, and as it says there, commit everything that you do to the Lord. So you're working as though you are doing it for God. It gives you that attitude and and that frame of mind where it's not about you. It's about it's about Him and honouring and glorifying Him. You know, yeah. it take, takes the focus off ourselves um, and our and, strength, which and, is not really much. And our strength, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and allowing allowing God um, to step into that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so the second part, take delight in the Lord, yep. or other versions will just say delight in the Lord, mm. and he will give you your heart's desires. And and this is something that, you know, if you actually take the time to delight in the Lord, which I would believe is thinking about the the goodness of God on what he's done, spending that time joyfully in his presence, that delight, yeah. you know, I'm so delighted with what you do, God. Yeah. Even if you look at a sunset and you're like, wow, God, that's amazing. Yeah. That there's this whole, I guess, uh, what do you call it? attitude that fills your life of gratefulness of, of, so I'm already trusting in God now. Okay, I'm going to trust God. I'm just going to continue to do what He says. I'm going to do the good thing. Mm. I'm not going to compromise my character because of you know trying to get what I want. Um, and so He's saying, right, you do that, you'll get safe, you'll be safe, you'll prosper. Um, but then there's this next bit, take delight in the Lord, and the next minute you have your heart's desires. Mm. And the person who actually is fully involved in delighting in the Lord can actually ask anything of God because he never asks with the wrong motive or she never asks with the wrong motive. Mm. The pureness of that person actually allows them to ask for anything because they're never going to ask for anything outside of what God wants. Mm. Yeah, that's and right. so it opens up your prayer life as well. Um, but... How many people would do that? You know, I'm in trouble. I'm not actually going to spend the time to just step back and I'm just going to delight in him. Mm. I'm not going to focus on the circumstance. Now I'm focusing on him. And all of a sudden, your heart's desires come. And I believe that he puts it in your heart as well. You know, like you're not, like I said, you're not going to be corrupt. You're mm. not going to want more than what God wants for you. You're not going to, you know, ask for things that aren't godly. Yeah, and then, like as you said, that committing everything you do to the Lord. Um, Matt, how do you do that? How do you commit everything we do to the Lord? Well, it is it is that that attitude of of having putting your trust in Him. I think, and you know, like I, for me, it's it's like that that daily decision. You know, today I'm, you know, everything that I do, I want to honor and glorify yeah. God. Yep. You know, like. Um, and it's you know that that verse that says work at everything as though you're working for him. You know, yeah. That whole whole thing of you know every, everything that we we are doing, we should be doing in a way that honors God. That is as though we are working for God. Um, you know, and so it it is a it's a choice that we need to make. Yeah. And you know we we all fall short in that. And there are moments when we let that slip and we let ourselves get in the way and you know our own attitudes or you know. You know, bad ones, good ones, um, but but it is that it is that conscious choice to say, "Hey, this day, all the things that are happening, I'm just going to hand it over to God." Yeah. You know, um, because 
you know, as as followers of Christ, we know that God can use all things yeah. for good and for His glory and for His purpose. And so, there is, you know, I guess there's that 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 conscious choice of what whatever comes. God, you can you can use this, and you know, I like for for me. Um, I've I've been through this journey where where when things go wrong and don't go the way that I expect them to, I used to I used to just get fully stressed out and anxious and yep. my mind would go a billion miles in yeah. the in the, the worst, worst possible, possible scenario, scenario <laughs> yeah. and all of that kind yeah. of stuff. And but now, and I'm still learning through this process. But now, when something goes wrong and it's out of out of whack with where I think it should be and and all of that, I have I have this. This attitude of what is, what is God going to use this circumstance for, and, yeah. and what is what is the good that God is going to use this circumstance for, and having that attitude of of looking to see what God is doing, yep. completely changes my perspective and attitude towards that situation. And yep. you know, I've still got to keep, you know, oh, it's that it's 100%. that daily daily committing, or even second by second committing. Yep. Um, everything that we're doing and everything that's going on to be in that space of looking for God at work, but it's that it's that conscious deci- decision um, to yep. to let God into that space, and you know I think that's that's a that's a real challenge for all of us to be in that space and to really put our trust in Him. And you yep. know I've, I've heard people say you know I, you know you're a, you're weak if you're relying on God for stuff, but yeah. that's you know that's. That's what that's Maybe what that's what God is there for. That's that's true. who He wants to be. He actually wants to, that's a true he, true statement. It is a true statement. We, he, he, God, God is there for we for us to to lean on. Exactly right. He is there yeah. for us to lean on, and and we need to be in that space of recognizing that that's He's there for us. Yep. Um, that's a, just an amazing gift to be thankful for. Yep. That we can be in that space of relying on God for. For everything, and mm. and it's not a not a sign of weakness on our part, but just an acceptance of the love yep. and the you know the blessing that He pours out on us, yeah, uh, regardless of of the worldly situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. So why try and lift the weight that's too heavy for you when you got the strong man next to you? Yeah, let yeah. him do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just <laughs> why not? Yeah. So that's that's good, man. It's like yeah. we just got to. But it's actually committed to him, just, and that's the giving over. Yeah. Um, the next section I looked at was Psalm thirty-seven, eighteen to twenty-one. I'll just concentrate on two statements here. Um, day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent. They will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. They will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine, they will have more than enough. But the wicked will die. The Lord's enemies are like flowers in a field. They will disappear like smoke. The wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. And I think this is something for us to remember that, you know, the world would say in tough times, don't be generous, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and now the generosity that you can have might be limited, you know, like when Paul was talking about giving, he said, hey, I know you wanted to give, you couldn't give at the time, but as soon as you get the opportunity, I know you will. But I'm sure that from the generous heart, like when he talked about, I think it was a church in Macedonia, he said they didn't have anything, yet they gave more than anyone. Mm. There's something about their heart that was so generous and um, that's something for us to remember that, you know what, even if there was a famine, God's going to give you more than enough. Yeah. That's that trust in God. It's like, yes, because God does amazing things like Elijah with the oil and feeding yeah. him in the wilderness. Even the Israelites walking through the desert, 
he provided food and water, mm. you know, when there was nothing. Um, and, and I think it's just important to remember that um, and to not let our hearts withdraw, but to go, okay, God, how are you going to actually show your amazing miracle power in this situation? Yeah. That even in famine, God can actually prosper and make you grow while everyone else doesn't. Yeah. Um, and it might not necessarily be in monetary terms either. Like there's these other famines that happen in people's lives where it's like there's no hope, mm. yet you've got hope, yep. and you can share it to others. Yeah, you know everyone's you know weak and they don't have peace, but you've got this amazing amount of peace from God that there's a famine on of the whole world, yet you or the Church of God has this amazing peace while everyone else is panicking. Yeah, whatever it might be that that whatever we need we can have and we can have more than enough for others and it's just i just wanted to remind people of that in these times which uh you know i mean is there ever a time when we're not meant to be afraid of something like if i listen to the media there's always something there's always something yeah 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 so trust in god yeah do these things do good Take delight in the Lord. So don't just trust him, but actually learn to love him. Mm. I, I think that's really what it is. Commit everything you do to the Lord and then, again, trust him. So you got the two times trust, trust, trust. Yep. I said that three times. But it's only got two times there. Trust, trust. Trust, trust. But I think trust. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Thanks, buddy. Awesome. Catch you later.